You are listening to Deeply Connected. I'm your host, Ludmiwa Woodruff, and I am here to help you heal relationship patterns with yourself and others so you can create conscious relationships through connection and authentic love. Now, let's focus on getting you deeply connected to yourself and those around you. Welcome back to Deeply Connected with Ludmila Woodruff. And today I want us to speak about sitting with grief. And when we speak about grief, I want to make sure that we don't only think about death and losing someone who is very close to us. Grief is also a miscarriage. Um, It is also end of a relationship. When you move to another country or you are displaced, it's, it's a part of grieving process as well, involved in that transition. Grief can show up when you lose a job um, or you are laid off. Grief can show up in so many more situations than just the one that pops immediately into your head when it comes to death. And as a society and culture, we have a very strange relationship to grief. Um, I don't think I've met many people who are comfortable with sitting with grief because first of all, we don't even know how to do that. Secondly, uh, we haven't been shown how to really navigate and understand grief and process it and keep healing it. So when I think back back to my own life and um, when I was three, I lost my dad in a car accident. I don't recall, I don't even remember any conversations with my mom around grieving or how he's not with us anymore. And the same happened when my sister died in a car accident as well. And I was nine years old. And I remember when I was told that she's no longer with us, nobody asked me to sit with them. I know that my mom was in shock and my grandmother was with us as well, but I remember so vividly coming into our apartment and hearing the news that my sister is gone and immediately leaving the apartment, going outside, sitting with a friend and having a hard time really processing and explaining what just took place. I want you to really think about your life and see at the stages of situations in your life or people that you might know that faced grief. And I want you to notice how comfortable would you be with having a conversation or supporting them or supporting yourself and asking for for some help. And what I see very often is that we, when we talk about grief, we try to dismiss it, we isolate, um, and we just go into this dark place of sadness and no action and literally sitting in this pit hole without knowing that what will help us will be more processing of emotions, 100%, also more relating to the person or the situation um, that we are grieving but also needing community in our healing uh, journey because, and when we are in a community, it is connected to action because you need to take some type of action to get yourself out to see people. And what happens very often is we feel so much shame about the grief and it's just so overwhelming. It, you know, it's identity changing. Um, it, It really shatters you at your core very often. And you can hear yourself say, 
how am I supposed to live right now? How is this life supposed to look like if you lose a child or you lose a partner or um, you lose your parents sometimes? We undergo such a shift internally. We feel like we lost direction. Uh, we lost the connection. And so many places and situations in life that were connected, let's say, to the death of somebody that we love, now become a pain point instead of... Um, a moment of joy and, and love and remembering that. So we really struggle. I say we because I think a lot of us were not taught how to, again, sit with grief. That's why I really want us to sit together and understand what is needed to, um, to, face, to face grief in our life. So um, first of all, you need to acknowledge. You need to acknowledge that you have lost somebody or something. For example, if you had miscarriage, you need to acknowledge that I have been hoping for this. There was the whole plan you already had in your head, how your life will look like when this baby will be in your arms and you and your partner or you on your own will be raising this child. You had hopes and dreams and expectations. There were some feelings connected to that. And then when it comes to a child that you are carrying, there is such a deep like bodily connection um, that, that happens when you are losing the baby uh, again physiologically you are you are really feeling this loss and um, often what I see women do is disregard it really dismissing dismissing oh it's okay I, I've got over this um, nothing to worry about you know it was only seven weeks 12 weeks whatever that is for you and we just gaslight ourselves to you know inability to sit with it when we lose a child or a parent in a car accident or any other catastrophe um Again, we feel so lost. When you go through a breakup, I hear, how will I go forward? You see, it's so future connected. How will my life look like? How my relationships will look like if you have the same friends? It's such a challenge to see future um, and, and have understanding for the meaning of the past and, and why you are suffering this loss. So being aware, acknowledging that you have lost something, that you are experiencing pain, that you are grieving because you had a lot of love for somebody or your identity, if it comes to job, for example, your identity was so intertwined with the work that you were doing that now that the work is not there anymore, um, you are having a hard time really figuring out who am I now in this new season? What is my purpose? Uh, what is the meaning of my life and the work that I do? So meaning and purpose are being very much uh, shifted the moment that we are hit with a loss. And then when we start to isolating ourselves, because first of all, in relationships, what often can happen when you, you know, you are supposed to get married and it doesn't happen, or you have been married and you are growing for a divorce, often you might feel shame and guilt and you don't want to be a burden to people, so you might be isolating. Um, it's not going to really help you to process much if you will be on your own. And I don't say the first week after you experience grief to put yourself out there, out there in a world, but what I do say is, if you take some time for yourself, there is a potent healing happening when you are around other people. When you call your friend and you go on a walk and you have a conversation, you are healing. You are remembering that person and you are honoring them. Or if we talk about divorce or separation and a breakup, 
there is some healing happening when you just process with a friend or with a therapist or a coach and you can have a conversation. If you are in a community of different people and you can share your experience, um, we have different types of communities. If you belong to church, maybe our church has some, some uh, gatherings or if within your friends um, you have communities of people who do yoga or meditation, just people that are part of your life, um, share meaning not share that that's the only conversation that happens, but you can share, you know, if you lost a child, I miss having those experiences with them. I miss having that life with them. I remember how joyful and powerful this person was. I remember how this person loved me so deeply. And I'm just sitting with this depth of sadness and loss that I won't have this experience anymore. And again, what happens is, that's what happened for me. And, and if you do research, you can you can read about this, that logically we understand that this person is gone, but emotionally we are not catching up yet. So there is this war between, you know, if I only did this or if we haven't done that, for example, something else would have happened and we would have another result and this loss wouldn't be here and I wouldn't be in this pain. But let me tell you, when we have this type of conversation if I only did something else or this is all my fault. It's not really helping you in any healing because you are not really processing the grief. The grief is really the desire and wanting for connection that is lost. It comes from love and acknowledging the pure pain of that, right? If you, if you lost a baby and acknowledging that shattered my heart I feel so lost. I don't know what the next thing in my life will be and how will I ever get over it. It's very different than going to the past and trying to have this imaginary conversation about if I only did this and if I only did that, because that is not healing. That will keep you stuck in this process of just recycling your thoughts and your pain that has no purpose there. The purpose for you is to be with the grief. And so in the Western society, we lost, and I can include myself, even though I, I grew up in Eastern Europe, um, we didn't go to church. So I wasn't exposed to a lot of rituals or ceremonies and how people can hold space for you and how this is very beneficial in the healing journey or even in the, you know, the way you connect to yourself daily. So um, why is this important to have some type of rituals for grief? Well, let me tell you. Not many of us can just take a month off and not work when we are in deep grief. Some people are blessed to do so, most of us are not. So how can I hold that space without you know, losing my business or losing my job in the process? So from my own situation, I will share. When the war in Ukraine started, I was still working, seeing my clients, and um, but I had a lot of pain coming out for me. So I had to create rituals, meaning saying, this is the space in which I will process whatever feeling will show up. And this is how much time I give it. So I would, I would put 20 minutes in the morning and 30 minutes in the evening. And I would literally go into the waves that would come over me. Because I think a lot of us feel like, you know, there are so many books on grief and how many stages you go through. But not everybody goes through the whole stages. This is not a linear process. There is no timeline on this. And I want you to be very careful because you can hear yourself say, when is this over? I've, I've, I've grieved enough. I am ready to feel better. And 
this is not very supportive because there is no timeline for you. This is a personal process. But rituals help you to really see that there is um, there is something organized, that there is a structure to it. You know when it's happening. So if you have to work throughout the day, you can really shift your mindset to, this is what I need to be doing right now and this is where I'm present. And I know that I've created space, time, um, uh, for myself to really be with what happens. For example, one night out of nowhere last year, I felt this wave of grief, grief coming over me. And um, I think Russia bombed Ukraine with one of those like civilian buildings and it, it really activated me. And so I told to my husband, I will be in your office. I will close the door. I will do my hour breathwork, somatic breathwork. So please don't enter. I will be possibly yelling, screaming, and crying. And so I went, and for this whole hour in the evening, I listened to Eastern European music, because music really brings you to specific moments and feelings and sensations, because I was open to be with the pain. And as I did my breath work for the whole hour, I went from yelling, to sobbing, to anger, to sadness, to despair and hopelessness. And I was open to all of this in that moment, because I knew I just need to ride that wave and be present to myself without any judgment or cutting the timeline, even if it's over one hour, because this is what I am here to do. And so after, <laughs> it took me more than one hour, but after one hour, I felt so exhausted, but I also felt very empty, meaning the wave that I felt before was kind of um, gone and I felt more of, of peacefulness, peacefulness in safety and connection. Um, and I was able to go to sleep and have a good night's sleep. So when you create rituals, when you can create ceremonies with people where you can, first of all, process your feelings and sensations. Secondly, where you can celebrate if you, for example, lost a child or your partner or your, or your parents, while one ceremony or ritual can be um, getting people together and writing and talking about this person. What did we appreciate him or her? What did we really valued? Um, and I think this is so beautiful to be held in the in a ceremony through other people um, and being witnessed, being witnessed to the love that we had for someone, but also the grief that um, we are no longer together. And um, what I see in Western society is that we are so focused on individuality that this connectedness in the communities is not very, is not prioritized. But it is also, again, a very important element of us healing and becoming this next version of ourselves as we are on the journey of figuring it out because everything else feels so hopeless. Um, that you need that support. You need to be able to lean on people. By the way, you also can tell people what you would wish to receive and what is too much. Setting boundaries when you are grieving um, is very important. And I know it can be challenging when people try to support you, but you have to be really true to yourself and honest. This feels great. This feels like it's too much. Ask me about how it feels. Don't tell me how it feels. We could have lost, you could have lost a parent and I lost a parent, but our experience can be very, very different. So instead of assuming and trying to comfort people by assuming, be curious and ask them, how does that feel? How can I support you? Is there anything I can do for you? 
can we celebrate this person, right? If we talk about uh, miscarriages, like this baby was living inside of you and just by dismissing that it's not important because it's out of your body right now, you were connected. You were connected to the heartbeat, to the breath of this child. Um, there is so much more on a soul level that needs to be released and come to terms with, right? So um, when we have awareness, that's number number, you know, first step to have an awareness that I lost something and there is a complete change in my life. And then sitting with whatever feelings are showing up for you and, and sitting with the grief instead of being dismissed by other people. Um, very often you can hear, well, that's not a big deal. Or, you know, you just need to go to yoga and you will be better. Or don't mention this person names if you go for a divorce or a nasty separation, right? Some people can say, just don't mention their name, don't mention their name. You have to be able to grieve that, whatever that was. You, you might grieve a part of you that attracted that relationship, that lived with this person for years. And then you realize, wow, we are not compatible because possibly it was a trauma bond, right? So you have to be able to grieve that part of you that chose him, that part of you that appreciated some things about him. And I will say one thing. There are always some things we appreciate about the people that we've been with, even if we separate or, um, you know, we have a breakup. So what are the things that we can find that we can still celebrate about ourselves and, and, and that relationship, if, if that's what would be supportive for you? So ceremonies and rituals are very important. If you don't know how it can look like, you can come up with your own. There is no right or way uh, or wrong way to do it. You can ask your friend, what would be a great way to celebrate this person? Or what would be a great way to really put an end on this career or this business. It's almost like a rite of passage, you know? Some people change their businesses after 20 years of doing this thing and they don't feel in alignment with the mission anymore. What is the ritual? What is the gratitude that we can bring into the situation and how can we celebrate what was great and also acknowledge what was painful and why we are ready for the next steps. But just understanding that the despair the hopelessness, the rage sometimes, and the anger that can come out, especially when it comes to death and divorces. And if you even were with a company for a long time and you are, you know, laid off, there is this, this is not right. This is not right. It's, it's this righteousness within you can show up and in relationships, it can look like I have done so much for you and now I'm so angry. I've been used and I've sacrificed so much. When you lose a loved one to death, it can be how can you allow that, right? If you believe in higher power, power that doesn't make any sense. I'm so confused. Again, the purpose, um, the purpose and meaning of life is gone. Um, so understanding that different types of emotions will be showing up for you in this process as you keep navigating how to pull yourself out of this desperate way of being without judgment, without demanding, and also having the ability to ask for what you need in the process of, of healing. So I will tell you that I don't remember any way that we have, you know, had any celebratory, um, let's say celebrations, celebrations or, or rituals. When, when my sister passed away, it was very much survival. And I think a lot of us go into survival mode. We used to go very much to cemetery every, uh, you know, every month kind of to connect. Uh, in some European culture, what people do, they take food and they take drinks and they kind of have a, a meal with the person um, that, that is there. And so there are ways of celebrating and connecting 
I didn't have much of that besides the regular, let's go to cemetery and let's spend a few minutes there. So I had to find my own ways of connecting to my father and my sister in my adulthood life and and really choosing how do I want to remember them? Am I able to speak to them? Um, you know, like right now I have this, um, I have this habit of when I'm feeling a certain way, I literally start talking to my dad and I believe he can hear me. When 10 years ago, I would literally say, he's dead, there is nothing I can do and I feel so hopeless. So I found ways of connecting, looking at pictures, um, writing and journaling about about how I'm feeling and how I'm connecting to him, even though he's not here, about my sister the same. Like, what do I remember? How can I bring their memories back in a way that doesn't make me feel like I'm depressed right now? And by the way, for some people, they will always feel this emptiness in them uh, when you when you lose someone. And if that's you and you are doing all the work, don't think there is something wrong with you especially when you lose children, this is very hard. Just don't think there is one way to do this. And another thing that you can do, and I started doing as well, is to connecting through nature, meaning disposing this grief to the nature, sitting on the earth, touching the, the grass, maybe writing a letter and then digging a hole in the, in the, in the grass and putting it in there and and knowing that there is a part of you, the energy that you are releasing into the earth, back to the mother earth, um, where so much life comes from. That's one way, again, of releasing and playing with different senses, but also with your emotions and the letting go. In some way, we are letting go of what was, letting go of the pain, um, coming to terms and acceptance. Acceptance is, you know, if we don't accept what happened, um, even if we sometimes don't understand, some some of you will find meaning. Some of you will find meaning depending on your uh, religious beliefs or spiritual beliefs or just how you choose to be with that with that situation. Some of you will never find meaning, but you will find peace. You don't have to find meaning to find peace. And I will say, like, I don't know what the meaning was for me, for my dad and my sister to die. I can see some points that led me to, you know, if my dad was alive, maybe I would never leave Poland and I wouldn't be here in front of the camera talking to you. But I don't know if that's the meaning of my father's death. And so we get to choose how we relate and understand and give meaning. We get to choose to forgive for what happened. We get to choose. So, um... Just understanding that because you might talk to someone and they say, you know, I've accepted. It doesn't emotionally activate me anymore when I think of my child, of my ex, of the job. And you might still 10 years in be thinking about that. Not all the time you might be highly functioning, but there will be times around Christmas or around New Year or like end year um, celebrations of, you know, kid, kids school. And you can still be feeling some desire and love and wanting to connect to the person that you have lost. So just understand that it is okay to do it on your own and in your own way and choose how it looks for you. But also know that community and talking to other people and asking for support uh, is foundational. It is foundational. Um, when, when I get with my family and we talk about my dad and we relive the stories and how silly he was, he was very smart, very hardworking. Uh, he used to play a guitar and sing in Russian uh, to impress my mom. And we can we can really cherish those, those moments. We can cherish uh, experiences of connection 
we can cherish the places and the music that he enjoyed. Like I know which artists, for example, he liked and I listen to them sometimes. And sometimes I will still get nostalgic for the feelings of how it would be to be connected to him. But I know that I'm already connected to him um, from my own soul and heart. So finding ways of supporting yourself, giving yourself space to take as much time as you need. Also knowing that while you are mourning, you can experience joy. Um, I just had a client who went for a breakup and as she's grieving, we are also uh, supporting her in creating joyful moments. So she's grieving and she's crying and I'm holding space. She also has ways to, to do that when she's by herself. But then we also, I am there to support her. So she has also joy while she is processing pain. Because if you stay constantly in the pain and you stay in, in action and you bury yourself in your house and all you do is cry and stay in pain for weeks or months, there will be no change happening because the sadness will suck you in. So make space for sadness. But then when you're ready or when you think I've been too long in this space where I feel like I'm spiraling into the depression the more you understand that you can take action towards joy and the joy doesn't delete the loss that you are experiencing the more healing will happen because pleasure joy excitement connection with other people um, you know makes your heart so much more fuller and your soul so much more enjoy enjoyable in that moment so find ways how you can create memories with people and yourself when you can connect deeply, deeply to um, feelings of excitement, happiness, joy, and connection. And as you go through the process of grief, and we all will go through this process at some point in our life, nobody's spared. If you feel like you don't know how to support the person in your life that is going through it, just ask. Just say, I love you, and I don't know how to support you, so just let me know who I can be for you or how I can be there for you. And if you are the one grieving and in this process, you can just say, I don't know how I feel. I'm just so confused. Um, I don't have lack of direction and I'm heartbroken. But just you being in my presence and maybe talking or having a dinner or taking, going for a walk will be the thing that I really need right now. So can you be that and do that for me? So understand that we are human we we are made for connection and ask for what you need don't judge yourself for the process don't dismiss don't fix when is this fix <laughs> it's not fixing it's it's being with yourself so be open to sitting with grief and i will tell you that it will change the way you feel about yourself about love about life connections and it will make you feel so much more peaceful than trying to dismiss the notion that something happened that opened your heart to the pain you were unable to imagine you were, it was even possible. So with this, I see you, I hold space and take all the time you need. And may we all stay deeply connected to ourselves and those around us. Thank you so much for loving yourself enough to spend the time deep diving into what you need to feel, heal, and connect again. 
My hope is that you are able to connect with yourself and others differently today. Please share this with other women in your life. It is time we share the wealth when it comes to connecting deeply with ourselves and those around us. Make sure to write a review on all your favorite listening platforms and join us on YouTube as well. You can always learn more about working with me at ludmiwawoodruff.com and I will see you next week. Thank you.